Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, May the 18th. Can you believe we are halfway through the month of May? I don't want to believe that because it has been, well, summer seemed to finally arrive here in the uh, Diocese of Green Bay just recently, and, and I don't want that to go away too quickly. Wherever you are, thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast. God's blessings and peace to you. I know I am late today. But just know these uh, blessings uh, remain with you and are wished to you uh, regardless of when you listen. So we are, uh, well, frankly, I'm going to stop cheating. The last two days I've kind of cheated because I've grabbed readings from Sunday, the Feast of the Ascension, and used them for last Friday and yesterday. Today we are back on track. Had we done uh, the gospel from yesterday, we would have finished John chapter 16, but today we are going to start the 17th chapter of John's gospel, John 17, 1 to 11a, which makes sense, I think, because my guess is we'll finish it by the end of this week uh, when we are done with Pentecost then, and that would have been John's um, Last Supper discourse. And then next week, we're in ordinary time during the week again for the first time in about three months. So let's uh, break open God's Word together here uh, today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Give glory to your Son so that your Son may glorify you. Just as you gave him authority over all people so that your Son may give eternal life to all you gave him. Now this is eternal life, that they should know you, the only true God and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work that you gave me to do. Now glorify me, Father, with you, with the glory that I had with you before the world began. I revealed your name to those whom you gave me out of the world. They belong to you, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you gave me is from you, because the words you gave to me I have given to them. And they accepted them and truly understood that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for the ones you have given me, because they are yours, and everything of mine is yours, and everything of yours is mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I will no longer be in the world, but they are in the world, while I am coming to you. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes we read these Gospels and they really, it's a struggle to say the the Gospel, the good news of the Lord, because it really is tough news. This is good news today. You know, Jesus here at the end, this is is the last chapter. Like I said, the 17th uh, chapter is the last chapter in the bread, not the bread of life, the, the Last Supper discourse. It goes 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 before he goes out to the Garden of Eden. And, of course, there is uh, the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Gethsemane. Well, um, good pun, though, because, I mean, really, it does. It, it, it's in the garden that he now is, uh, is faithful to God 
uh, where as the garden in the beginning is where man was unfaithful. And, and so we need to be faithful in the garden too. And there's no, uh, that's n- no coincidence that Jesus is in the garden when he says yes. But, but you can sense he's getting more um, urgent uh, as the speech draws to a close. I mean, you can, you can hear his prayer becoming, I won't say desperate, that's too much, but certainly more pointed. Um, but the good news here that I'm, I'm referring to is he's praying for, for the disciples. So that means he's praying for you. That was the shortest sentence in this whole, uh, in this whole, uh, uh, gospel that we just read four words. I pray for them, meaning praying for his disciples, his believers, you and I, and, uh, and also, um, how it says, uh, you know, I do not pray for the world, but for the ones you have given me, which is you and I, praise be to God, because they are yours and everything of mine is yours and everything of yours is mine. It just talks about that unity of Trinity, which we've talked about before. And I have been glorified in them. Isn't that great news? Brothers and sisters, when we live well and we live out of the Holy Spirit, we live out of that unity you know, because again, we're part of that unity that the Trinity is, that we're invited into. And we're going to celebrate that feast day in about a week and a half. But we're, when we live out of that place of unity, we give glory to God. We, and, and, and we give glory to Jesus Christ. That is so awesome. Um, so let's talk about glory. Because, you know, and I know I've talked about this before, but I think it's important that we talk about it here because really it's... I, I think it's very different than, than the world views glory. I've, I've mentioned this before, that in the book of John, and don't take my word for it, in the book of John, chapters 1 through 12 are the book of signs. Because again, everything that Jesus does, wedding feast at Cana, right? Turning the water into wine. Uh, the woman at the well. Uh, healing of the blind man. Raising Lazarus, ultimately, which is, is the last thing all points to something more. It points to what is the kingdom of God. They have no wine. Okay, we have no joy. And then he's going to make 150 gallons of it. He's going to say that the, the very essence of the kingdom of God is joy. You know, it's, it's pointing beyond this one miracle. It's pointing to what the kingdom of heaven is like. All those are the book of signs. But then verses, <clears throat> excuse me, chapters 13 until the end is the book of glory. And you wouldn't think of glory as Jesus is talking about glory here. We, we may think glory right now because, oh, sure, he's ascended to the Father. He's ascended to his glory. Uh, and, uh, and the resurrection, he, he rose in glory. And, uh, and the coming of the Holy Spirit is, is a moment of glory. In a sense, all that is true. I, I'm not going to dispute any of that. But I do not think, I do not think that is what uh, Jesus is referring to at all here. When he's talking about glory, I don't think so. I think Jesus, again, not to use the word desperate. I think he's really, it's it's a plea. I think he's playing with God here, as he's ready to do this final step. And and what he means as glory, is not um, what you and I think it is being recognized, being seen as God, as the God-man, being, you know, conquering death, although, I mean, that's clearly the, the role of the Messiah. That's who God is. It's, it's conquer over death. But I think what he is saying glory is, brothers and sisters, is dying 
so that another may live. I really think he's saying glory is exactly what we talk about when we talk about Eucharist, that we are broken to be shared for others, that we are poured out for the forgiveness of sins, poured out on behalf of others, that another may live. I'm not saying glory, brothers and sisters, is suffering for its own sake. That would be masochistic. That would be warped. That would be deranged. That would be dysfunctional. All of that. Take all of that idea that God somehow got glory out of Jesus's suffering. I do not think that is true, nor do I think God gets glory simply out of our suffering and that, that, that he wants us to suffer. Then I'm going to question that God. But what I do think is, to the extent that our suffering is, and many of you can speak better about this than I can, um, when we can take our suffering and make it redemptive, that we can make it poured out on behalf of others, God is glorified. I believe that truly, that God is glorified in that. You see the difference? One is just me suffering in my own myopic suffering and in my own world and, and angry about it and, and just grueling through it and all of those things. I don't think that redeems anyone. But when I can take that and, and link it to the suffering of Christ and link it to the suffering of humanity and, and, and link it to prayer for, for whomever or, or whatever else and make it redemptive so it is being poured out on behalf of others, I think that does give God glory. And I think that's the glory he's praying for here. He says, Father, the hour has come. The hour is, is the time of crucifixion. Again, he's, he's, he knows it's coming. This is the last chapter. He's, he's, he's all out of words. Give glory to your son so your son may glorify you. I love that line. Give glory to your son. Not raise me up, show, you know, all this wowie zowie, great miracle, cool stuff. Um, I think he's saying, Give glory to your son. Give me, the, give me what I need to, to make this last mile. I, I've done 25 miles of the marathon. I need your strength for the last mile I, because I can't do this without you. Give glory. Give me that essence. Give me your power. Give me, give me what you have to walk through this so that I may glorify you. How do we give glory to God? Again, by, by being broken for others, poured out for others like Jesus did for us. So we could look and say, how much does God love me? That much, that much. You know, and, and lest you think that I'm just, you know, going off on my own, um, you know, it, it talks about, uh, gosh, 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 I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work that you gave me to do. I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work you gave me to do. He's got this last mile to go. And he knows with that work that that may be the hardest work. In fact, I don't even say maybe. It will be the hardest work that he has to do. How do you, brothers and sisters, how would I go to a cross? I, I might even be able to endure that. I say might because I don't know that I would. But I might even be able to endure that. But if I did, I would do it in anger. And if I did, I would do it in, 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 in lashing out to people and hurting. How do you do that and do it with a loving spirit? that is able to forgive others. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I think he is pleading here and saying, God, give glory to your son. Give me the strength I need to make it this last mile so that my actions, so that how I live here in this next 24 hours may, give glorif may glorify you. And, and he did. And God did and Jesus did. Um, 
And I love that, that line that comes after this. Um, now this is eternal. Okay, so I'll go to the one before. Give glory to your son so that your son may glorify you just as you gave him authority over all people so that your son may give eternal life to all you gave him. Now this is eternal life, that they should know you, the only true God, and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. That's so good. And this is eternal life. You know, my friends, I think oftentimes we've, we've put eternal life off just to something that we get later upon death. I think Jesus is, again, I think all this, this whole idea of glory as, as not, you know, glorify me, you know, put me in a pedestal, help me be seen by others as really cool or smart or whatever. No, I don't think that's any of it. Or, or the God man or resurrected or wowie zowie here. I can go up on a, on a cloud and, and be taken from all of y'all. Yeah. I don't think he's saying that at all. I think he's saying all this good stuff is, listen, eternal life, it begins now. How does it begin now? That they should know you. And, and again, you know what, I've, I've said this before, I'm not really not that smart. Knowing isn't just head knowledge. It's knowing at a level of heart, at a level of peace. You know that peace that passes understanding that Paul talks about. That knowing inwardly that even in the midst of this hurricane that I'm going through right now, it's all going to be okay. And I may not be around to see it okay, but I know it's all going to be okay. Because I know God. I mean, I think how Job, in the midst of sitting on the dung heap and in the ashes and and with all the sores and in pain, I said it before, God didn't even give him an an example of a a reason for why he did anything. He just said, hey, do you think you know more than me? And Job said, you're right. You're right. I just got to put my hand over my mouth. I know nothing. You're God and I'm not. Now glorify me, Father, with you. Uh, with the glory I had with you before the world began. I mean, honestly, pick your head up, take it off your, your shoulders, your neck, turn it around, shake it back and forth and put it back on. The glory we're talking about here, I, I think it's not as the world views glory. I think the glory Jesus is talking about here is not. How do we pour ourselves out broken, and poured out like Eucharist for the redemption, for the love, for the life, for the forgiveness of others. It's hard. It's hard. And, and, I, and I appreciate Jesus' plea. God, you got to give me the, the glory to do it because I, I don't have it. I don't have it. If you want to be glorified in me, and I hope you do, give me the glory. Give me, give me the help. I can't do it. Last thing I'll say, I love this line simply as, as something for us to, to ponder. I revealed your name to those whom you gave me out of the world. They belong to you and you gave them to me. I revealed your name to those whom you gave me out of the world. Who did God give you? Because you know he did, right? Me too. Do we know who God gave us? And how often do we pray for him? Jesus knew who was given to him. The 12, the, the more beyond him, you know, the people that followed him around, provided for his ministry, all those close. And he did. He did give, give the words on to them. 
who, who has he given to us? Who has he given to us? They belong to you, O Lord, and you gave them to me. I mean, of course that's true. They really belong to God. But God, for a season, gives them to us. I think the more we can accept this, the more we can acknowledge this, acknowledge who they are, the more our mission field may become clear to us, right in front of us. And that's okay. In fact, it's better than okay. That's the best. That's enough rambling for me today. Late in the day like I am. Let's, uh, let's pray as we continue through the Luminous Mysteries today, shall we? And so let's begin. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen, trusting all of our prayers to our wonderful God. The uh, second luminous mystery, the wedding feast at Cana. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful Tuesday, or if I'm so late, you listen to this on Wednesday, have a great Wednesday as well. God's peace to you all.